Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm warm. Oh, it's warm down there today, 80, huh? 80 and sunny. I was just saying, we have a little sun deck in the back and on the phone, I mean, it would be cold, I think, next week. Cool, anyway. Right, right, but, uh, right. We got a couple of days of air conditioning, unfortunately. It's going to be hot, <laughs> hot and humid Well, we, we got a bit of a warm front up here as well. Uh, it's probably nice. 47 today right nice. now. Not bad. Yeah, Fine. I mean, there's a, it, and because of the, you know, it was super cold right before, so there's just, uh, and there's a lot of moisture in there. It's just foggy. Is all, it looks like London out here right now. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, weather. Weird. I got no complaints. <laughs> um, David, you know, I was thinking... You know, we always talk about how at the halfway point, and we're a little bit past that now, um, a few games past that, that, um, you know, the players start needing a break, right? You can, it's like, all right, and you talk to these guys all the time, and they're like, you know, especially the young guys, they're all bouncing up. Yeah, super excited. Now it's less bouncing up and down. It's super excited. It's a little more muted now because, well, I've been playing a lot. And I feel like at the halfway point, everyone needs a break, right? Because people just go like, owners, itchy trigger fingers. We got to fire coaches and do different things. GM's going, I don't know what's here. We got to trade people. Us, we're like, eh, I mean, we need a break. <laughs> you know, you're, you're looking forward to a break coming up soon. Uh, heading for All-Star. It's, it's, a, it's a grind of a season. And I feel like we're at that point now where people are like, all right, we, we need a little bit of a, of a vacation from this. And I say all that to say because big news while we were away the past couple of days. Doc Rivers will be the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, replacing Adrian Griffin, who only lasted 43 games, or 30 and 13, right? 43 games. Um, he's out. Doc is in. I don't have the parameters on the deal yet, but I assume it's a multi-year deal um, as befitting someone of, of Doc's, um, Doc's status and what he's done. So initially, when you heard the deal, well, forget about when you heard what, what that means. What does this mean for the Bucks now that Doc Rivers is in charge? Yeah, nothing good. <laughs> I honestly, I don't understand. I don't, uh, I, the Sixer is so much better after firing Doc Rivers. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I, I absolutely could be wrong. And I've been a fan of Doc's in the past. Um, I just don't, I don't know why they think, oh, he's now going to be able to be effective when he was really largely ineffective in Toronto and, uh, and, um, Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't understand it, Gerard. I, I don't want to be mean or cruel. Um, there's so many bright young coaches out there. Uh, what happened with Adrian? We, you know, we can only guess. We've heard different things here and there. Uh, and so maybe that's part of the issue is they don't want any more new coaches. But to think that he's going to be the steady hand midseason to guide this team after the money they're paying for Dame and Giannis and everything, I think it's much more likely they're ineffective that, uh, or, or just disappointing than, oh, hiring Doc was the answer. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Hell, you should have just kept Bud. Uh, yeah. So th- I-, I thought so many things. Uh, first of all, and the ownership group of the Bucks, I, I don't think it's Mark Lazary anymore. It's Wes Edens, Jimmy Haslam, uh, and-, and a few other. I think Lazary is no longer part of it. But either way. I think I think you're right, but I don't know for sure. Um, so they're going to – because whatever the buyout situation was with, with, with Bud or whatever's left in this deal. So they're paying Bud, they're paying Adrian, and now they're going to be paying Doc, right? So apparently Billion has like light money on fire. I mean, I know that's not true, but clearly in this case, I don't know. You're fine with, with setting money they'll, on fire, they'll, okay? They'll sp- you could argue they'll spend money when it builds up their rep. Not They don't want to build other people's rep up so right, much. Right. They want to empower their employees and everything else, but 
if they can win more games and be able to stand tall at restaurants, then it's worth it, I guess, because it's nonsensical. You you would think these are morons, but and I, I don't think they are. As right, in, but you would world. think so. Running this team, morons. Yeah, just I don't know what they're doing. And look, it, you know, so Griffin gets the job. And he's a rookie head coach, studied under nurse, the whole nine. And you always say, David, like, just like players, you're, he's not going to be as yep. bad as he is. It's, you got to give him time to get better. And a team, if your whole thing was we have championship, as championship aspirations, then it was wrong of you if you didn't think he was the guy initially. Why did you hire yeah. him? Because probably because he was cheap. Giannis. And Giannis said so. <laughs> and Giannis probably really liked him. I, I definitely think that's, the, I think that's the case now. I think Giannis was able to get rid of him. We, we talked about it on our show, I believe. When he went on in the rant that he went on, that was on direct. That was directed to the head coach, uh, who I've heard mixed things about. Mostly bad things, actually, not good things. Um, but again, you're allowed to grow up. But one thing I'll say that I, I thought about with Adrian, I don't. I, last time I talked to Adrian, he was in high school, so it's he wouldn't. Remember, <laughs> it's been a long time. But he was a five star player. He was very good. Um, uh, Sam Mitchell, I always thought was a delightful assistant coach when he was on teams with players that I had as the assistant coach. They liked Sam. He was. He was approachable and good spirits. And I don't know that he helped the team win or lose, but he wasn't a jerk. He would lose his mind as soon as he became head coach. He was became cantankerous and angry and, and distrusting of everybody, media included. Yep. And I don't know how, I don't know that Adrian didn't change from being it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to go from the, the first assistant to the head guy. And I so I understand that, but if you understand your business, which they don't, these guys running the bucks. Then you would recognize bringing someone in brand new. Uh, we have to. We have to just tell Giannis no. That you have to trust us on this. We'll give you sign off, but we've mm-hmm. got to bring in someone who's done this before, because then we at least know what their personality is going to be. Right. And uh, and so they'll know who Doc's going to be. But I've just I've seen nothing from Doc to make me think, oh, he'll. And I talked to some people connected to Philly mm-hmm. who I haven't asked them since this news came out. But they'll be laughing at the idea that he'll figure anything out with that mm, team. Who were mm. 30 and 13, by the way. So What's maybe that's say, their right. thinking. Maybe right. Doc, just, just shut your mouth. Be the man. Don't mean I say shut your mouth. Don't change anything. Talk to the press. Charm everybody. The guys will figure out what they're doing. The assistant coaches know what they're doing. Maybe that's what they're saying. And he's a figurehead. But I don't think Doc's – like Doc wasn't a figure in Philly. He was trying to coach everybody up, and that didn't right. work out great. Oh, God, there's so many ways to go here, uh, David. And I want to get to the doc of it all in a minute. But, you know, this is what you do. And you have such a different – um, and when I say different, like you have a more pragmatic and common sense approach to building relationships and, you know, in coaching that sadly should be the norm, as you know, is not the norm uh, within the NBA. But what is it if you were advising these – owners when they're looking for a head coach what are the what are the, the the characteristics they should be looking for in their head man of course x is a no knowledge that's a given but beyond that what are the the soft skills that, that they should be looking for in a head coach when i've talked to gms before about this and they've asked me i've always said uh the first thing i look at is an agile mind and then capacity for working capacity for learning so an agile mind is the guy that can then play speed chess in a game it's great if you're if you're a long if you're a long game form chess player. Also, for sure, your long term strategy matters. But if you have great long form strategy and can really build something, but the game itself presents a challenge, you just don't think quickly. Well, then you probably should get into management or be happy to be the top assistant for your whole career. 
because I think the agile mind, Ty Lu might have the most agile mind in the game, more so than Spo even. He's he has more different starting lineups in many years mm-hmm. than others have. Uh, he's not married to any certain identity. Uh, you know, um, the the game comes at you fast, and there's always a variable you didn't expect, whether it's foul trouble or injury or some dude can't miss from three that was twenty eight percent going into the game or whatever. Uh, the agile mind uh, it means necessarily there's no pride to it. Uh, uh, this is going to sound silly, and I do not want to have an NBA job. I've turned one down. I won't get offered a second time. <laughs> um, my wife and I saw a show recently. It was a, a famous show from Broadway that was here. We left it in intermission. Like, I, I, I no, and that the people we were with, my dear, my brother and his, and his wife, they stuck out a little while longer. Then they realized, what are we doing? It just wasn't good. It wasn't entertaining. I, I got no pride. Like, fuck it. We paid, actually, he bought the tickets. I paid for dinner. <laughs> it's a, it was a, it's a, I'd rather get the rest of the night to enjoy. Then say, oh, I'm sticking through this. Uh, that's how I coached. I was I learned not to be stubborn. I was not that way initially, super stubborn. I stopped and I became so much better when I wasn't married to any one idea, if winning mattered and not development. That's different. The the Bucks are in win mal mode and win tomorrow mode. That's it. There's no teaching, no development, uh, other than teaching towards winning that next game and a game after that. And I just I just remember, I always go back to the same thing. We saw Doc talking to Harden. Mm-hmm. cameras only showed Doc doing all the speaking. Mm-hmm. And I said on the show then, like, I think Doc should be the one listening. There's nothing he's going to tell James Harden. I'm sorry. There's just nothing he's going to tell James Harden. And um, I, if he thinks he's going to tell Giannis some stuff, he's got another thing coming. <laughs> Dame, I should say. Or Dame. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you can't throw out different ways to get guys involved. And heck, we run this play. And I think we should try this. But when you start kind of coach those guys at that level from the head coaching point of view, uh, as someone who works with max players, um, mm-hmm. there's a different way to do it because they've just there's almost nothing you can teach them. You can make them mindful of things. That's that's different. But they're not going to suddenly learn something when they've been in the league eight, nine, ten years and they had the success they've had. So um, I, I think that they made a big mistake. I, they're they're just making a lot of mistakes. You know, to me, re-signing Giannis, yeah, probably yeah. okay on that. Because they'll probably end up trading him in a few years and get something good for him. Dame, I think, you know, bad idea. He'll be disappointed in the playoffs and feel like that's wasted money. And then the firing Bud, hiring Adrian. I understand firing Bud if he just lost it. If he did, the team just said we're done with this guy. I think you have to fire him. But but to me, that's why you have a great a top assistant. And sometimes they promote those guys, and oftentimes they don't. And so. I'm yeah, doing good things from Milwaukee. I'm rooting for him, but I'm not breaking. If, if that's what it's with, the rest of the league is happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the other piece of this, David, is you know more so than X's and O's, or as as important is the management of the locker room, right? And the egos and the relationships you build with who's there. You know, that's something that you often lament that coaches don't do a good enough job of is having a relationship with their players. And you're not it ain't going to be the same with every player because they're all different. But as a head coach, that is your responsibility so that you are able to communicate effectively to them. And I feel like that's a problem lacking with many head coaches in this league is they don't have the relationships to have the right kind of communication they need to. Well, I would even go with, I would take it farther back than that. They don't have the communication skills necessary to build the relationship. Mm-hmm. They're not investing. I think this one thing is Spolster's done a great job of. Uh, I know this. 
uh, when Spo was coaching the big three, mm-hmm. uh, man, those guys didn't really like him. And I don't mean yep. the big three. I mean the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Haslam never left. Jimmy Butler's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is obviously a different generation. Uh, those guys grew to really – Dwayne Wade loves them now. They grew to respect him. He built relationships with them. He coached them. And, and they he, – it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to say this coach can't, can't do it. If he keeps giving you advice that works, mm-hmm. if you're going to take the approach, this guy sucks, but the advice he gives you keeps working out, you're not going to say that anymore. Right. And, um, and that's only when they're saying he sucks to begin. Most, co- most guys are open-minded to it. Um, you got to deliver the goods as a coach. You got to deliver the goods. So I don't know. What's Doc's identity? What's the, what the Bucks' identity going to be now? They're claiming they fired him because they weren't playing defense. <laughs> That's what I've I've read different reports right. on that. I understand that, but right. where where has Doc written the book on that in a long time anyway? <laughs> right, not, not not since early Clippers and with the Celtics as 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 he had really really good defenses. Um, look, and Doc to, to get to the Doc of it, you know, and Doc has a long basketball resume and has at yep. points in his career been a very good to elite level coach. Like he has been that in his career. Now, yep. he hasn't been it recently. Fan. Right. Um, for whatever reason you want to argue, he's like, I just want to collect the money, whatever it is. I, I don't know. I will say this Doc will be, as you mentioned before, the perfect figurehead in the way that he will charm the media. Doc is really good at that, he is excellent at that. Press conferences, oh, David, that's a good question. Like, all like, like it's all the things, and guess what? That matters when you're on the beat, right? When the guy knows your name and it's not like, oh, cantankerous. It works, right? And he's funny. He'll tell jokes and do whatever. It's it will work, right? He will do that thing. And for the most part, you know, Philly notwithstanding, superstar players tended to like Doc, right? He tended to be a player's coach. Now, will that happen in Milwaukee? I have no idea. Um, we'll find out what happens here. We saw in the reporting, David from uh, Shams, which I didn't know, and I was like, oh my god, Doc was lurking since December. That yeah. the Bucks hired him as an informal consultant, like. And I feel like this is probably part of the reason why some coaches are bad, David, right? It's because you're they're insecure, right? This is there's only 30 of these jobs in the world. And so you're always worried about getting fired, right? And if I get fired, I'm never gonna get an opportunity, whatever. There's so many guys who want it. Well, if Doc was Adrian had to see the writing on the wall, right? If the Bucks told him, Yeah, we're gonna have Doc be your informal consultant, he had to know if shit gigs up. They're, they're gonna boot me any day now. And they did. I I mean, I told you the story when I first sat down with David Blatt, Summer. Uh, it was in Vegas summer league and he had not coached the team. He was coaching the summer league team, if I remember, but um, we had, we had a late dinner um, in the, in one of the casinos, like in Caesars or something uh, where people are around everywhere. And he told me who his staff was going to be all people he chose. And I said, they didn't make you take anyone. And he's like, yeah, they made me take Ty Lewis. I said, Oh yeah, he'll be the one that replaces you. He's like, really? I said, yeah, that's how it works. I said, plus he's LeBron's guy. So yeah, it wasn't hard to figure that out. Um, uh, and I'm not, you know, people trash David Blatt. He did a hell of a job. <laughs> they won a lot of games. And, he's, he's, um, I like he's a good coach, like tactician wise. Like he's very good. Incredible. Yeah. I won two year old. I don't know how he is at the, at the soft people skill stuff. That part. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he has been, I mean, I know there was a story of a, of a kid in, in Israel. You would know who the player was. He's American who really struggled with everyone else. And David just kind of found a way into his heart mm. and won a championship with him, but whatever. So, um, I'll say this. I think that it's really hard to figure out what a good coach looks like. Um, so, so one loss record matters. 
uh, your resume matters. Uh, I I don't think it's hard for me, and there's probably a hundred people like me, maybe two hundred people. It's a small number of people that have been around long enough to really understand. Oh, this guy's going to be very good. Um, and it's not like I'm perfect because there's lots of people change, mm-hmm, sure. and and that's hard to predict. Um, I thought Dave Yeager was going to be an unbelievable coach. I recommended him strongly to Memphis. He started his career very well, and I don't think he handled success really well. Doesn't mean he couldn't. Doesn't mean he can't be a great coach going forward. But um, yeah, he struggled to deal with that the responsibility. Doc knows how to do all of that, but these billionaires have no idea, and, and many of these executives don't really know how to evaluate that kind of stuff. They just haven't been through the trenches their whole life. And um, and so it's a it's a murky science. I, I would argue it's more art than science. The science hasn't worked out great. Um, and uh, I think because of it, it's a it's a crapshoot no matter who you bring in. But when you're bringing in Doc and he's been he was such an abject failure in Philadelphia, in my opinion, I think it's naive to think that he'll figure this out now at the stage in his career. I, I doubt he is able to say, you know, here's all the mistakes I made. I just don't think that's the approach he took. It's the approach that I would tell him to take. If I, if, if I was advising and do advise other people, be honest, you have to recognize your mess ups mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to get to be able to avoid them going forward. Uh, and so because of it, Milwaukee is, I think, less likely to be great uh, in the postseason than they were otherwise. And that's even with Adrian struggling some because right. they, they had kind of figured some stuff out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's no reason to think they wouldn't get better with Dame and Giannis and Chris coming back a little bit more. and. Uh, Brooke has fallen off a little bit, I think. And so, like I said, Miami's happy. Pacers are happy. <laughs> the Knicks are happy. Yep. Uh, certainly Boston and uh, Philly are happy, mm-hmm. Yeah, in my opinion. Philly's got to be confident um, about it. Yeah, no, for sure. I Look, for me, it, it, you know, we talked about this. Uh, I was with you that, you know, move on from Giannis. I agree, even though Milwaukee fans wanted to kill us. Okay, you listened to Giannis and you brought Dame in. Okay, we don't think that's a great idea. I mean, look, I know what Dame is offensively. But you subbed out maybe the best guard on ball defender and also just great defender, period, in Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard, who plays negative defense to none, right? So, yeah, you get way better offensively for sure, and someone can win you playoff games. We've seen it a million times, but someone who's going to get torched on the other end. And we've seen it all season long. David, they're in the 20s on defense. For a so, lot of money. For a uh, lot unless, of money. you know, that defense magically somehow changes itself. I, I have zero uh, hopes for this team in the postseason. That's what we're getting. That's the whole point here, Gerard. Right? Is uh, Doc must have had them believing I'm gonna I'm gonna get us to play defense. Um, I think Philly played defense last year. I don't remember them being top one or two or three. No, they were top. Um, they were top ten, I think, defensively last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know who was in charge of defense, but um, they. they uh, I mean, they haven't got past the second round. But it's not like Doc has a record of that, a history of that lately. Well, blowing three and one leads and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I just, you, you know, a lot of these coaches, listen, I, I want as many uh, women or men of color to coach, head uh, coaches I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm championing it for all the right reasons. It's way better for our players uh, to have the whole talent pool be available mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. just a bunch of pale face dudes. That being said, um, there's plenty of other guys that look a lot like Doc that are half his age and fucking work and grind mm-hmm. and study and teach. And um, I don't care if they didn't play. I almost like that they didn't. I don't think you have to play in the end. I know I, I didn't play past high school. And I'm helping my players just fine. Thank you. And they respect it. I know how they feel. I know how their agents feel. They see the difference of what I'm doing. 
man, there's a whole bunch of dudes. I talk to a lot of these young guys all the time. I had an hour-long talk with a grad assistant yesterday. He's almost 40. But he had a, He decided, you know what, I'm not married. I've been, I've been coaching at different levels, but I want to really try to make it at the highest level in college. And so he took a GA job as a, you know, double my son's age almost. And um, as a GA, making no money. Yeah. But uh, delightful guy. And uh, the, these guys are hungry. They'll work 20 hours a day. And head coach is not easy. Um, it's not supposed to be easy. Yep. And so I just, I mean, maybe, again, I, I don't think there's a 0% chance Doc can be right. the answer. But I don't think it's a you know, 10% even. Yeah. Five, six, seven percent that he's really going to make a difference. Yeah. Well, you say it all the time, right? Players will respect you if you help them get better, right? They don't care if you didn't play. But if you help them 100%. get better, then they're in. You know? and, and let's let's not let's not ignore this too. Um, unless Adrian was a psychopath, and there was something going on that we don't know beyond the things I've heard, which mm-hmm. is him just being abusive. To that's why Terry Stotts left. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. been written about. I just got yelled at. I read I read the article, but I know from you know mutual friends. Um, mentor Adrian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he yeah. he he was well. Res- people I talked to had a lot of respect for him as a as a man and as a coach. Um, Give him time. I, I give the Lakers credit. I think Darvin Ham's terrible, but I don't know that he's going to be permanently terrible. I do think that there's a corner to turn. It's it's a really hard job. It's a really hard league, and uh, and you got to give guys a chance to figure it out before you quick. You know, this ain't Europe. They yeah. fire guys so fast over there. We should <laughs> we should be more patient than, yeah. than we are. And um, unless unless he was doing something like just yeah. really being abusive, right. the stress getting to him kind of thing. For sure. And so I hate to West Unsell. I feel less bad about. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to we'll get to West yeah. in a bit. Um, no, look, Adrian. It is very rare that a, a first time black head coach gets to coach a team that's very good, right? That's often not the case. And he right. had a he had a potential number one seed type team with the talent they had, right? And to be fair, they were thirty and thirteen, right? They weren't bad. They were. They had no, a they were record, good, really good. Right, thirty thirteen so, is really good. Right, that's a very yeah. good at the halfway. You're threatening point. sixty wins, especially right. considering they had a rocky start. Uh, you're, you're definitely that team could win 60 games, right? So, win, with, with these bad teams that we didn't expect, yep, you, you could win 60 games, and and now I, I think it's questionable. So, I hope that to David's point, he gets whatever the mentoring he needs and the different that they the training and the and the help and the skills he needs to get better at, um, to succeed better in a job that For we sure. both admit is not easy, very, very difficult, high stress level. Also, Doc, like. I mean, it wasn't like ESPN was paying you little money. Don't you like be on TV better? Who cares if you win or lose, you get to go home? Like I, I did think about that too. I remember um, I had a chance to join the media early. I was in my early 20s. I, I worked. I worked for UPI when I was in college. I was a writer and I'm a reporter basically, you know, covering Gator games. And I just said, I, I, I don't want to just be on that side. I, mm. I need to feel like I'm part of the yeah. action and not just yeah. covering it. And very, I, I mean, I've had broadcasting chances, but I did a lot of broadcasting locally here and I had agents reach out to me, whatever. And I just didn't want to be yeah. reporting the action. It's just me. Everyone's different. You want the action. You want, the I action. wanted to be part of what's yeah. really happening instead of, and then listen, journalists are very important. I'm not at all denigrating them. I have a meeting. You know, we're part of this group here. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. But I like being part of the story yeah. behind the scenes, especially for me. But um, maybe doc was the same. Oh, and I Doc just is a Doc a is a lifer. Doc is yeah. a lifer. He like, and it paid him a lot more money. Right. He's a, he's a basketball junkie. That's all. It's like it just you know he wants to be in this league till he's a thousand years old. Like that's yeah. just that's how some of these guys are. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> he's seen Pop and Spo yeah. and mm-hmm. Monty. He's like I gotta get my cut. 
Yeah, so, you know, good for you guys. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Milwaukee, play, pay attention. David, a trade that I thought was great that was made uh, by the Miami Heat. They picked up Terry Rozier from the Charlotte Hornets, who's having a very good season, by the way. Um, and they traded Kyle Lowry and a 2027 uh, lottery-protected first-round pick. So if it does not convey, uh, if it doesn't happen this year, or I'm sorry, in 27, then it'll, it'll be the 2028 pick uh, unprotected. I think this is great for the Heat, even though they lost last night uh, to an undermanned Grizzlies team. That um, gives them another added three-level scoring punch, which they don't really have. Um, you know, I think the Heat culture kind of fits, works well for him. Um, he seems like a guy who likes to be coached hard, and Spo will definitely do that. You know, it's going to take some time, work out the kinks and all that. And that's always, always one of Miami's issues, right, in the playoffs especially. It's like, where are they generating offense from? Where are they generating offense? Especially when Jimmy doesn't play, which happens a lot. Um, so I think this is, it was a good pickup for them. Well, I mean, it, it's in 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 a vacuum. Yeah, it, they didn't really give up any. Cal wasn't really helping them. He, right. was, he had had fallen out of the rotation. Um, you know, the pick doesn't. They don't, Jimmy and right. Cam don't care. Who knows about what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a great addition. I think it's good. I think they have got. Um, he definitely. Issues. I love. I love Terry Rozier. He's very hard to guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't love their, I think the team's a little selfish. I think, uh, mm. I don't like him and hero together. I oh, think they oh, should yeah. t- trade Tyler hero. Now Terry is very duplicative in a sense. Yeah. He's had great seasons of shooting. He's not having a great shooting year this year. Um, and he's playing with the help of pastor and LaMelo, but a bad team, bad situation. So he'll be happy. I think playing for, you know, a likely playoff team, but, um, I still think they've got, they've got more work to do. I don't think mm. they gave lose. They lost the end last night, as you, as you said, in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy's just been out to lunch a little bit. Mm. He's, and that, that this, he's got to be all-star Jimmy. And he hasn't been, he's got to be postseason Jimmy, playoff Jimmy, but I don't know what his nickname is, but something along those lines. Basically playoff Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Playoff Jimmy. He's, and he's not playoff Jimmy. And I think they really, I get, I can't guarantee you, but I can strongly guess that Spo is saying to him privately or publicly, we need to play up Jimmy now. Mm-hmm. I think they've lost like four straight, whatever. Yep. Like we're in, yep. we're in a little trouble. But yeah, in the postseason, he becomes a nice guy to get him a shot when they can't mm-hmm. get a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they need more connectors, more passers. They don't really have that. Jimmy's the one that does that. And he's not really engaged in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, I think they need, uh, they could, they could, they would have loved Drew Holiday. That would have been really good for them. Uh, you know, it was, it was a prospect they had who seemed like it could be a connector type. Um, uh, I, I could be wrong though, and I don't, I don't, I haven't watched a ton of the Heat lately. But uh, Nikola Jovic, have they? No, he's what? he started five once recently. He's not that player. Uh, I really like Jamal Kane, who's a very mm-hmm. athletic mm-hmm. two. I think he's a two way player for them. He might. I don't remember if they converted him or not, but uh, but they're you know those guys are young and yeah. they like Jaime Hakez, who's yes, more of that. Do. He's mm-hmm. yep. he's kind of a glue guy, but I just. I, I just don't think that they that the, outside of Bam really and, and Jimmy when he's playing, they just don't they don't share the ball the way I want them to share the ball, and um, and because of it, I think their offense gets in, gets them in trouble. I don't think it's a top eighteen offense. I, I haven't looked, but I think it's Miami 19, 20, 21. They are twenty first on offense. Here we go. That's what I, I said. Nineteen twenty twenty one. That's about what they look like. Terry will help, mm-hmm. but I don't Not think in a connected way. Yeah, I don't think Boston and Philly are worried about them either right now. Now, that may be to their detriment for what we've seen Miami do before. Yes. Uh, we've seen this movie play before. So yeah. it's like it's like picking against Cleveland in LeBron's third, fourth, and mm-hmm. fifth year. Third and fourth year anyway. Right. No. No, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not putting on Miami yet, but I feel they have moved 
left to do. So you, they need more connectors in your opinion, just more yeah, so they can help so. move the ball yeah. better. All right, we'll yeah. see. I mean, the trade deadline's not here yet. We'll see soon, though. We'll, we'll see what, what they do uh, in, in the coming weeks. All right, guys, we'll be back after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, David, um, we want to do something a little bit different. So many things happening in the NBA, and you... Um, watch the games and pay attention to things so much so much differently than what other people how other people do which by the way uh all you troop subscribers should know uh henry and david had a uh, article come out yesterday um what happens if you miss the game uh it's basically how they watch the game um or, or pay attention to what happens in a game they don't see because there's and david watches more games than anybody with his seven screens and he can't watch every game right he'll miss some so but if he has to go see a game it's a great step-by-step tool that he uses um, I've been lucky because he's been telling me about that for years that I've been working here. So that's what I do when I can't watch every game and it's really helpful. Um, I can't watch this fast. I have to watch it on one eighth speed because <laughs> I certainly don't process what's happening fast, but it works and it's really cool. And you can, and you can see what's happening. Um, so I want to do rapid fire, David, not necessarily okay. if you only have 30 seconds, but we'll dive into some yeah. topics, um, yeah. not go long like we usually do, but you know, what, what are your thoughts? What are you seeing? All right. The Lakers won the in-season tournament. Super happy. Woo. 8 and 14 since, and they just look like ADs still playing well, but everything's kind of, everything's dipping. Everything is just in a, if you look at like a graph, it's just everything's steadily declining down. I know we got Darvin Ham problems, but what do you see going on in, in Los Angeles? Well, this this relates to that. So I saw this. I didn't realize you called it rapid fire because I'm stupid, <laughs> but I saw the notes you made. So I looked up a few things wondering like, what's going on? I just looked up the last 10 games. Last in opponent points off turnovers. So that tells me they're turning the ball over and not getting back. That's a sign of age or lack mm-hmm. of spirit. Like, ah, fuck it. Like when you watch a young guy yeah. who's got a lot of spirit, when his team turns it over, what he does or not, he's racing back. race. Yeah. Like, he may not make a play, but he's racing back. They are 26 in opponents' fast break points. Those things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Team gets a rebound. They're just not racing back with urgency. That's a lack of spirit. More so probably than a lack of organization or strategy, I would guess. And uh, and they're 28th in second chance points. Those are, that's a hustle play. Mm. These are all connected to spirit, drive, effort, get after it. So that's an issue. And uh, LeBron's having a hell of a year. AD's yeah. having a hell of a year. But you know we're not talking about Hashimura. That I didn't like the trade when it happened. Right. It hasn't worked out. Awesome um, I did think that there was a chance it could. 
mm-hmm. and it just hasn't happened. And that's where D'Angelo, you're hearing all sorts of things about him with Russell. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just bad juju, bad vibes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just is. And they made the Western Conference Finals last year, and they won the in-season tournament. And these are, those are, it turns out to be artificial. Uh, or, um, it's not sticking. It's not mm. part of their core. They have moments and then it just dissipates. And that's and this the is who they really are. Really mm. simple. These are symptoms of bigger problems. Yeah. Age for sure, which we talked about. Uh, Darvin Ham for sure, which you've mentioned. Austin Reeves, right? Hasn't been what we thought he was that. going to be given the, you know, how he looked and what the contract was and all that. Yeah, last I'm gonna look right now. Last I looked, he was really struggling. Uh, as uh, you know, you think of him as this elite offensive player. Mm-hmm. At least I always thought he had a chance to be, and he just—he's—I mean, he's a, I guess he's coming around now to being that kind of player defensively. Do you want to know where he ranks defensively? In the first percentile, which is bad. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent league is better than him, right? That, mean, right, that means you are the yeah. worst. There might, there might be a zero percentile. Right. So, they, 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 so he's nine percent of the league. That's a, and that doesn't, I mean, Austin Reeves is a fighter. He's right. tough. Mm-hmm. Something's just, something's wrong. Something's off. He's, he's, he was bad offensively. He's coming better there. They need him to be a hell of a yes. player. And they just, they just, they can't manufacture it. Yeah. Mm. And in that West, because they're, they're right now, last time I looked, I want to say they're probably below the playing line. If I'm I thought they were too. Mistaken. I haven't looked this last couple of days. Right now. I thought they were think- 11th. Yeah, I think they are. They are. Oh no, they're ninth. Oh, nine and a half. But okay. it's like, but they're hovering. The Jazz right. are tied with them. The Rockets are right, by, so they're they're right. not in a great spot. Um, and it look with LeBron being advanced as as much as he's defying father time, he needs a break right now too, so he can turn that juice up. But again, if you're relying on LeBron at this stage to do all this heavy lifting, what's it going to look like if you even make it to April? Not looking good now. So. Things got to change over there. All right, the Cavaliers. Ha, <laughs> funny, funny note in the doc. So when I put this in, I put it in last night before the game, and I was like, yes, David, I, I know they lost. But anyway, they've won eight of their last ten, yeah. and they're doing it without Mobley and Garland. I was like, ooh. And they're adjusting that rating, David. Very good. What's last going ten, on? Last, uh, last nine or ten games are number one in adjusted net rating. Yes, they yeah. are. Number one in defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you seeing? So I, I, I looked some things up. I've got some good answers. So what would you guess my first answer is going to be? And it's not a statistic. Not a statistic. Yeah. In other words, I'm not going to say they're second in this or fourth right, in right, that. Right, 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 right. Donovan Mitchell scoring like rain? Just, no, you just, <laughs> all you say is two words. Donovan Mitchell. Okay. He's fantastic. Yes, he's I'm, I've been a huge fan for a long yes. time. Yes. He's a really charismatic leader. He wants the big shot. He makes the right pass so often. I do. I. I. I think I, he's a good leader, isn't he? I always wonder. I'm like, is he like what's? I'm not, I, don't I mean, mean I'm, I just wonder. I'm like, mm. it's hard. First of all, you you talk about coaching, managing egos. How about being a player managing those egos? Like mm-hmm. I, I would tell you, there are young players on their first contract who will have a player come in at free agency with a big deal or or a trade and think, well, good, there goes my max slot. You know, this guy's not even close to a max player. Like right. that shit happens, happens more than you think. And so there's a lot of ego involved. And Donovan has ego also. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think, I think he's, I think he's great. I think he's a great leader. I think he's, he's not a guy that just wants to hang out with the stars on your team. He makes other players feel special. He'll throw them the ball. He'll give them love. He'll, he'll compete on defense. Um, he's a fucking tough shot maker. He is big time playoff performer. Mm-hmm. He's ter- he's a terrific player. He's all NBA player. 
Mm-hmm. It's just an all-NBA player. Easy way to say it. Yep. But look at their team. Uh, we'll compare this to the Lakers. Second in second chance points these last mm-hmm. 10 games. Fifth in fast break points. Second in opponent's second chance points. Mm-hmm. So, and eighth in opponent fast break. So we're getting more layups than you and more threes in transition than you. We're getting more second shots than you. Remember, second chance points just aren't tip-ins. They're also right. threes. Mm-hmm. The best way to get a three typically is that one of the best. Transition is a great way. So is uh, second chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, offensive rebound. On a scramble situation. A scramble, kick mm-hmm. it out. Get the three. So so those are those are really, really important things that they're, that they're doing. Um, they, for as a season, uh, I haven't looked to see. I think they're shooting well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I may have made a note in here. Hang on. Um, oh, yeah. Number one defense for sure. Number four in offense last nine games. Top five that's, in two categories. I mean, that's how you win. That does pretty well. <laughs> yep. There's there's an interesting thing I like to do. I call it the 40-40 club. It's very mm-hmm. hard to make the 40-40 club. And that is 43 is a game, shooting 40%. Ooh, well, they're, they're close uh, and 39.5. In the, I think they're over 43s per game and 39.5% uh, in that stretch. In, in a game, if, if 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 a yeah. team is forty forty in a game, they're almost I don't and, I'm almost always and, win and, that game. and over the course of time. So over the last nine games, they're fourth in three points attempted at forty point seven, and fourth in three point percentage thirty nine point five. And they're how do you yeah that, you're making a lot of shots shooting forty over forty a game, and, and it's just it's tough with the defense that they play, and they don't foul, which I'm a big believer in. They, Dorps rule uh, number they one. Get, <laughs> I think yeah, I think they're fifth in free throws attempted uh, for the opponent. So, yeah, they're making it tough on you. They're not giving you second shots. They're not giving you layups and fast break. They're getting second shots. They're getting uh, layups and threes and fast breaks. They're not giving you free throws, and they're shooting lights out, and they got Donovan Mitchell. Like, this is I, – I, I, we're going to talk about them when we get to top five. Ooh, they, look at that. They little, have, little. There, there's a coach. Hey, there's a coach. Well, I was just – See sucked. how our, our minds are, are so insane. I was just going to go. He sucked early in his career. Who Bernie cares? Jr. Hard. I, my daughter is 22. She's applying for jobs now. She's getting offers for really interesting jobs. And she's so afraid she's going to fuck it up if it's, if it's for the CEO or the person who hires her. Right. Like, of course you're going to fuck it up. You're fucking 22. <laughs> like, they know that. They know you're going to suck at it. Just keep getting better. It, it doesn't matter that you've got an experience in this. and experience. You're still going to suck for a while. Uh, uh, Bickerstaff has done it. They just, they're, they're sound. Yeah. The Cavs are a sound team. They are. They are. And I wonder, without Mobley, with the success they've had, if they're starting to realize the Twin Towers lineup isn't our best thing. We need to watch mm-hmm. for that. Not that mm-hmm. I think they should trade Mobley. Right. Jared Allen is something I've heard before. They could mm-hmm. he, they could trade him. Um, but, yeah, no, they're, they're not going to be a fun team to play in the postseason with Donovan and the way they yeah. defend and the way they're shooting with. And we knew getting Max Struess and Niang would Huge. make them a better shooting Give them some yeah. toughness, shooting for sure. And that loss to the Knicks last year in, in the playoffs, I think, is like, yeah. you know, it's things. And they're like, okay, we, we, yeah. we got some work to do. I, I like it. I like what I'm seeing there. All right. <laughs> this is one of your favorite topics. After the Wolves-Hornets game this week, the NBA officials said they missed 10 calls late in that game. 10. David, in, in, in our, you guys know we have our true hoop group chat. At least once a week, David's got something in there about what and he's like. I don't know what refs are calling. I have no idea what's happening in this game. David, what is happening with these officials? <laughs> well, I did not watch that game, but my heart got broken I, as I wrote to you guys. Um, 
Pacers versus Nuggets. And mm-hmm. I have no I, – I don't care what don't teams care win wins. and loss. I'm just right. – yeah, I'm really evaluating all the time. And um, Jokic fouls uh, – I just forgot who. Um, uh, no, no, it was Jokic on offense. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, fouls Ben Shepard. He screens. Ben Shepard is a rookie for the Pacers that was in a game at crunch time. He screens and rolls and rolls right into Shepard, who went under the screen. He probably shouldn't have done that, but he went under the screen against Murray. And I just watched a million games. When you screen and roll into the guard. Offensive foul. It just automatically caught all the time. And as soon as it happened, I tested you guys. You did. Because Jokic right away said, no, Shepard put his arm and, like, and used his yeah. arm, which he did. But that was after the illegal screen happened. And I texted you guys because it was going to review. And I, I predicted they were going to change it because Jokic. Two-time MVP. And that broke my heart. <laughs> and they did. And, it, and, then, and then literally they said, you know, Shepard's arm reached around. Jokic. Who gives a fuck? The right. role was the illegal screen. <laughs> what he did afterwards was secondary. And I, I just I felt so sick that I knew they were going to change it because of who it was. Because if that was Jamal Murray on defense mm-hmm. and Miles Turner on offense, I don't think Miles Turner gets that call. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, like it is all over the place. You can't roll into the guard when he goes under. You can't do it. And I just and so yeah, I'm just really because of the I I blame Henry because of what I know about <laughs> private equity money and oligarchs and billionaires and all of that. I'm worried they're going to turn our league into the WWE, script everything mm-hmm. out, and I don't want that. I don't want that. I want these referees to be. I, and I, you know, I've coached a referee who's in the NBA. He's great. I love him. Um, great person. Great man. I trust him totally. Uh, but if you want to corrupt the league, you don't. You don't need all of them. That's true. Just you don't more. need all of them. And so I am not suggesting that's the case. I'm just telling you, I'm open and it's open-minded to anything right now. I'm. I. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing. With. With. I just don't know. It's not only when they call it live; it's when they go to review. Replay, but yeah. to miss ten calls, that's like that's bad. fucked up. It's I mean, it's up. literally admitting we are terrible at our job. Which, <laughs> right? And there's look, we like the transparency, knowing we fucked up. But the whole point of having a million Agreed. cameras and all that is for you to not fuck up and get it right. Um, look, it's always been the case in the NBA that stars get preferential treatment. We know this. This has been since I started watching the NBA. I know it. Like, what's a, what was a foul on Larry Bird was not a foul on. Right. I don't know. Insert bench player eight. It just wasn't. That's just yeah. how the game worked. Jerry Seastein. Right. Here we go. Seastein. Perfect. Perfect name. And that's we. But we understood that, right, David? Okay. Fine. That's just what's what you do. Is it seemingly getting gotten more egregious to you over time? Like now, it's just real bad. I mean, I do think they call fouls on stars. I don't think they call them as often. Uh, uh, the same. Th- I, I don't think there's an there's an equal mm-hmm. level. Of when this action happens, it's a foul no matter who did it or no matter who you're doing it to. I don't think it's equal. Yeah. And I think it's worse than I ever remember. I, I don't complain about refs very much. I, I don't watch games and think, oh, the referees right. uh, fucked us. I, I just, it's not, coaches don't think that way. Right. But that's what I'm seeing. And again, I, when, and I might be watching a player and thinking, I really want this player to do well. But if he fouls, he fouls. And I get mad at him for fouling. Um, I I just am trying to call balls and strikes, and I don't think they are. Mm. And that's my that's my real concern is I don't see enough of the of the accurate balls and strikes being called. I mean, you know, one of my pet peeves with it is when an action happens and the ref doesn't see it, but then calls the foul because of the outcome. That drives me bananas. I'm like, but you didn't see it. Just because whoever missed the shot or fell to the ground doesn't mean they were fouled. 
Like, and that's the, you, if you didn't see it, don't call what you don't see. That's what I always say. Call what you see. And I don't mind the delayed call. I, I hear announcers all the time complaining about the delayed delay call. call. I don't mm-hmm. I don't mind the delay the delay call if it's the accurate call. I mind it when you're waiting on the consequences side if you're right. not blowing a whistle. Correct. So if you're if you call it and the ball because the ball went out and you saw contact, I have a problem with that. If it's a foul, it's a foul, I don't care what happened to the shot. And I, I think we're as soon as we go away from calling what you see, regardless of consequence, um, I think we're in trouble. Yeah. So get back to that. Call what you see, no matter what the consequence is, and, and, and no matter who did the foul or, yeah. or got fouled. I'm with you. Uh, David, Joel Embiid scored 70 points this week in a game, um, and he's been dominating the league this season. Like, I mean, he is by sh- for, for sure right now the, M- the MVP if we, if we were giving the award out today. But what does it all mean? Well, it means he's going to get a second MVP award. <laughs> uh, he's... Uh, so I think he leads the league in jump shots this year, accuracy. So we're looking at uh, Dirk Nowitzki plus 100 pounds. Maybe and he gets to the line that. like 8,000 times a night. I might have heard someone say that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, it's not an original thing, but he's, he's, he's our best shooter in mid-range areas out to the, you know, to the three-point line. He's got every bit of footwork you could ever want. Um, he's ginormous. He's a titan. Mountain. You can't, I mean, he's so yeah. big. So um, those are all uh, – and, and he's not afraid to get fouled. His <laughs> team not. has done a great job. Matter of uh, fact, he used, wants to get fouled, actually. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't get fouled? He can take it. He's not getting hurt. Not not that way, anyway. There are just flies to him. Um, uh, and and Maxie's really good. Maxie is interesting. He's not elite at any one thing. But you can put it all together. A lot of things. Good at the rim, not amazing. Mm-hmm. Eh, okay, second box, not amazing. Uh, threes are good, not amazing. 37% or so from three. Uh, I, I tell you what's amazing, assisted turnovers. I think he's averaging over six assists a game and less than two turnovers a game. That's uh, more than six assists, less than two turnovers. Uh, he, those are You're winning a lot of possessions that way. Plays really hard, uh, fast as hell. Yeah, they, they've got a nice little vibe to them. And I, I, I don't know that Daryl's going to stand pat. Yeah, I don't know that Daryl's going to stand pat. Normally he doesn't. So you think there, there's something else there. And, um, but the big thing is, is he just keeps getting better. Yeah. And I love that. Scary. Like players, the average person thinks you're done growing as a player at 23, 24, 25, 26. No. How old is Embiid now? 28, 29. And he's having his best season. I love that. Like, we don't have to peak at 25. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Yeah. You can still move really well at that age and think better 29. than ever. Yeah. 29, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's you know, great. He's, look, I, I, I've, I've said all the things. I was at the, the Nets game the other night and was in, in the media room and, you know, the NBA conversation started. And But the the, the, the the consensus is pretty much the same. Yeah, we know what he can do, but playoffs, this is, this is what we want to see now because there were built-in excuses every year prior to. It was Ben's fault. It was Doc's fault. It, it was always something, Kawhi's 17 bounces. Okay, great. I feel like we're out of excuses now, right? Like, unless he gets injured, which someone, some people might hold that against him if that happens. But yeah. barring that, he's got to deliver now. They got to get to a conference finals or beyond. Look, it'll be tough. The Boston's better than them. They're just They are. They're just right. better. But we'll see. So let me just uh, let me finish with this. Uh, I, value, I, I value what you're saying and understand that people are saying that. Mm-hmm. But I want to be on the record. I don't care. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah. I don't care. They, they're over 82 games. This man is giving his fans, not just in the city, but the Joel Embiid fans, 
a lot to be excited about. They're going to win a bunch of games as long as he's there. He's helping other players make money. Maxie's going to get paid. Oh, yeah. Probably anyway um, by Philly. Uh, I, 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 Doc Rivers was their coach. Maybe it's his fault. Maybe maybe Nurse will fail. Maybe Embiid will suck in the playoffs. He has not been great before. Correct. But I, I'm not I'm not going to hold that against Carl Malone was awfully damn good for a long time. And uh, uh, I, I, he, he earned everything he got. I don't care that it's not happening so far in the postseason as well. He's not a guard. I really think that matters. Um, primary man. ball handlers have more of an impact. They do. They, have the, they, they can do more things. Embiid is back to the basket. Fate, you know, get doubled, whatever. Seems to have improved on there. I haven't looked yeah, at his yes, data I recently, think so, but yeah. I think he's his, improved. His passing on double seems gotten better, yeah. Much better, yeah. Players have told me that he's much more effective that way. Um, I know this. He's maximizing his talent. It's hard to argue he's not. Now, that being said, uh, Jokic is also a joke. The Joker's a joke. <laughs> he he makes that three the other night against Indiana. Great game, Crazy. by the way. Pacers Nuggets was a great yeah, game. It was and Jokic joke. He was just incredible. And he makes a he makes a three at the end of the first half. He makes three at the end of the game. The kind of end of the game because it was a one possession game. And uh, he's phenomenal. And so I, I I don't wish for anything, but maybe a previous version of myself would think. Jokic versus NBA in the finals be fucking sweet. Well, and again, because you and I don't think this way, but that's what fuels those 24-7 talk shows and all and all that conversation. That is the matchup that they want, and that is the matchup that for many people, again, not us, if Embiid comes out on top, will then create fodder forever. Yeah. Ah, Embiid's proven it. He's he's better. All the various things, which he just won that series. I mean, he's better, but Whatever, so that would be good for on a multitude of reasons for that whole that whole uh, that whole industry that cottage industry. So yeah, we'll see if they're both healthy enough to be there uh, come the postseason. Like as I said before, Boston's gonna be a tough out. Like and look, they have their own postseason <laughs> issues <laughs> that, that they've had in the past as well. So no guarantees they're gonna make it there either. But you know, we'll see. Um, Washington, Dave, we mentioned them. Weston Soul Jr. out as head coach, but he's going to the front office. Speaking of teams that we're not sure that they know what's going on, what's going on in Washington? I mean, I don't know him. I, I've talked to players who have said really nice things about him as a man, like a good guy. And he was a terrible coach. Has been, has been. Mm. I never understood why they promoted him. I've never felt he knew what he was doing as a head coach. Um, but if he knows the game, which I, I, I assume he does, and people like to connect with him, well, that's, that's fine to be in the front office role. I don't know why. I, I thought it was a mistake to hire him and keep him. Uh, they're, you know, they, they have a team that is really underachieved. They have more talent on that team than almost any team with a record like that. So it's not gone well. Uh, do they say who they're replacing him with? I did not see who they're replacing him with. I imagine right now it'll be an interim until they figure out what they're doing long term. Uh, Keefe is going to be the head coach. Brian Keefe, you know him. He used to be on the Nets, the Thunder, the Lakers, the Knicks. Yeah, so, you know. I, I doubt. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I doubt. Look, unless he does something miraculous, I doubt right. he's long for that job. And they're, they're going to trade guys. I would. But, think but, that, but, but what know. is like? What's Ted doing? Like, what are they doing as an organization? Like, are they clearly know. not trying to win, right? I yeah. mean, oh, I don't know. I, I think they've made some big mistakes already with some transactions they've done, and uh, they they they're not impressing me as a franchise. Right, I'll tell you that. They, they, we, the futures can change, but 
I'm not happy with the last three or four years. Free Tyus Jones, free Cal Kuzma, free yeah. Bilal Koulibaly. DeLon let's, Wright. Yeah, let's get, yeah, get, everybody, get everybody out of there. Get Benny Abdiya. Yeah. <laughs> get them Corey, all out. Corey Kispert, <laughs> Daniel Gafford. I can keep going. Yeah, let's get, let's get them all out. <laughs> all right, David. We have a rule that we generally don't focus on teams that are not good on this podcast because you have too many things going on. But you often talk about how in tragedy or bad moments, or opportunities, right, for you to figure out, well, who do you got? And, of course, I'm thinking about my, my Memphis Grizzlies. Season's oh, over. Yeah. Have they found something in Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson? I like Vince Williams Jr., super fast athletic guy, and um, shooting the three well. He so plays hard. He high, High-level defender. I um, mean, we always talk about the three and D. What does that really mean? It means we need someone that can play defense, because not everyone can play defense. And, oh, and, and wants to. <laughs> and has to regard on the other end. It really comes down to that. Because if, if they can't shoot the three, but they're, they're a bucket and force a double team, and they can really defend, well, that's just super valuable too. So maybe more valuable. So, I, yeah, Vince Williams Jr., yeah, they've got he's, – he's going to be good. Uh, G.G. Jackson, who knows? He, he 19, in the young. pre-draft, right, in the, he was supposed to be a highly uh, uh, coveted player coming out of high school. Uh, I know p- players that I dealt with in the pre-draft destroyed him in workouts. Um, he was out of shape. Maybe he was sick for a while. I heard that he was, which d- it doesn't help your fitness. Super talented, though. Mm-hmm. And so how do you deal with success? He's having some success recently. A little bit, but little bit. shooting the three well. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? There's, there's a whole bunch of guys that woulda, shoulda, coulda. <laughs> and, and success got to their heads. And my favorite thing about... Uh, so a friend of mine, he's got a son. He's a uh, junior in high school, pretty good shooter. I don't, I don't know if he can play in college or not, but maybe. But um, he texted me. The, the, the dad texted me yesterday. He said, I, I need the six attributes of a high-level player. And he's like, I'm ask- this guy used to work in the NBA. I'm asking like a few of you to give me a six things, and I'll, I'll connect it. I'm going to give it to the, his, my son's team. And um, dealing, with, dealing with success is every bit as important as dealing with failure. The, 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 my, my best players have always been hungry to get better and humble about their faults. They're not, um, they're not ignoring what they suck at. They, they get it. They got to get better at it. They'll embrace it. And when they're successful, they know it can change tomorrow. I got to bring it all the time. Uh, I, I have to work every morning. I have to work every night. Um, all these kinds of things matter. I, an agent told me, he was talking to a team executive the other day, and uh, the whole team went out to party together one night mm-hmm. in a warm weather town. And um, and the executive was really happy because were, the team was together. Like a good more, more than half the team was all together. And um, and then they told me a, a young player that I know left early just to get to get some rest. That's incur- that's good to hear. Like yeah. you can't have FOMO. You can't be fear of being left out. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to get you got to get your rest. And when you're struggling, you got to get your rest. When you're doing well, you got to get your rest and realize it could be gone tomorrow. Yep. And so Gigi, we have no idea. He's got yeah. a lot of talent, super mm-hmm. talented kid. Uh, this is the benefit of being the Grizzlies right now is they get a chance to play these guys. And now let's see how they do. And then let's not mess up after yeah. you, if we turns out you're going to play a little bit. Let's let's stay on the straight and narrow and continue to get better and better and better and stay humble. 
And that's what I was going with this because with obviously Moran out for the rest of the year, yeah. Bain's going to be out Bain, for like eight right. weeks. Like, so this gives runway and oxygen. Which Adams they, is out. They have to play somebody. Someone's got to get right. those minutes. Yeah. And if they're able, because Jackson and Vince Williams were not like lottery picks or anything like that. So if they're able no, to find. Not in the 40s, I think. Right. If these guys turn out to be NBA players, well, first of all, it'll hide some of their mistakes that they made with uh, David Roddy and Laravia and some of these guys that have not panned out, Zaire Williams. And if these guys pan out at the at the, at the the place they were ranked, you know what that means. They're not going to get paid a ton because of where they were drafted. That helps the team long term. So we'll see. They're going to get playing time. And clearly, they seem to be, uh, as a team, okay with Taylor Jenkins. Remember, like, oh, he's going to get fired? Doesn't look like it. Looks like he's going to be there, be there for the long haul. So... That's the silver lining I'm looking for, David, in this season is at least we could find out if we have anything on on the bench with these young guys that, that we picked up. Um, yeah, we'll see. You know, I wasn't this isn't on the document, but, you know, we're talking about Doc and, you know, Adrian and head coaching and how difficult the job is and executives. And you may not want to answer this and it's fine if you don't. OK, this is something Max wants to get into for his career. Your son. What kind of advice are you giving him about the nature of the business? And getting in, I mean, you know, your hope is that he's going to do well. But like your daughter, she's young, right? You're going to make mistakes and screw up. A billionaire may get crazy and fire you, right? Like, that's how this shit works. So how are you coaching him on this? If you want to share. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, no, no. That means that's not too many secrets. I don't overdo it, first of all. He's, you know, he's still in college. His team has won six of seven games. They, they have. Huge game Saturday against Carolina, who might be the best team in the he's country. He's playing very in, well right now. In Tallahassee, yeah. I almost decided to go. I'm like, you know what? I have too many games to watch. I'll catch on TV. I'll see him soon enough. But um, uh, right now, what I'm saying is uh, figure out what you love to do most. Because he always thought he wanted to be into management. Um, I'm hearing things about him as a coach. Uh, I talked to a coach on that staff um, who said uh, Max has, has a voice the whole team respects. The family uh, business. Listening. And he said um, – this guy said at 8.30 every morning, your son's in the gym working with a player. Working on his own game, working with a player. That's, you know, he's, he's got to be willing to work at this game, man. Got to be willing to work all the fucking time. And so that's what I'm really saying now is figure out what you think you're good at and what you like doing. Uh, I didn't start helping NBA players in season until I was 41. I helped them in the offseason for many years. Uh, but um, I, I, I knew I loved this industry and it kind of moved to the times. Um, He's even mentioned a couple of times about coming to work for me. I mentioned to him about I could really use you. And he was like, that'd be a dream. And my knees buckled. <laughs> and I, he wasn't saying it. My son does not say stuff to make me happy, <laughs> he, which I'm so glad about. My kids are really telling like it is, like their dad. And um, I, I would love to be at work with my son. But I would never put that on him. I'd rather him try a bunch of other things and come back to me and say, let's do something together, dad. That would be great. My daughter, too. She's, yeah. My daughter's working for me right now. Oh, and nice. she's amazing. Yeah, I don't deal with her. Someone else manager because I want to maintain that relationship. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's you have to be uh, be ready to move, be ready to roll with the punches, um, and you just gotta like it. Like your business in mind, you gotta work and work and work. It's it's uh, you ever hear Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about um, religion, <laughs> where he, where he you know I, as if this is some kind of great place to live. It's right. I mean, in the real world, everyone's, you know, other than humans, everyone's killing everything. You know, it's, it's a, you wake up, as soon as you're born, you might get eaten. Yep. Uh, but our, our world's tough too as humans. It's a slog, man. And uh, you, you get lucky to find a partner. You get lucky to find something you're good at that someone will pay you for it and you like it. You don't have to love it. You have to like it. Um, otherwise, life isn't so good. And you just got to show up every day. Yeah. Every speech I give 
to newlyweds at their weddings or their rehearsal dinners, showing up really is just be there, half the battle, with a good attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just show up, have a good attitude, be willing to work, uh, uh, because bad things are coming and he's got to deal with it. Yeah, bad things are coming. Sage advice, people. Listen, knowledge basketball stuff. You get sage advice from Coach Thorpe on this podcast. <laughs> All right, top five. David already teased that some team yeah. that we just talked about is going to be the top five. I've got three teams in the five spot. <laughs> I love it. Because I want to honor them. I, yes. uh, uh, Minnesota, which has been on my my list sometimes, but not often. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. I like how Chris Finch. I don't, I don't love that he did it to the press. Oh, when um, he called Cat out after a six-six point game. I, yeah, I don't know if it was Cat or the whole team. Well, the, I mean, Cat? it was really the whole team. It was. Yeah. It was the whole team. Yeah. Um. I. I definitely want you. If he's doing it publicly, you would think he's doing it privately. He better be. Um. OKC is in my top five, and the Cavs. They're they're at five. Okay. Cleveland. Cleveland has really earned my respect, and um. So they're my five. What about you? <laughs> so of course we think so much alike. So here's what I did. I did a shout out line. So I'm not even on my five line. So That's I'm, what mine is. Yeah. So it's so yeah. my shout out line. Shout out to the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Phoenix Suns. Winners yeah. of seven yeah. straight, eight of their last ten. A yeah. big game last night against Dallas. Blew those suckers out in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, got ugly. I thought about putting Phoenix in this spot too. Not the Knicks. The Knicks were my next rung down, but but they're playing they're playing good with OG. I was at that um, game in, yeah. in Brooklyn uh, on uh, on Tuesday, and that was Jalen yeah. Brunson late was and Randall. Yeah, they were good. Tough. Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, you're right, Phoenix. Okay, my number four are the world champs. Um, they just steady as she goes. Their starting five is amazing. Yoke is incredible. Uh, they they definitely connect really well. The starting five. The bench worries me. So, of course, those three teams I mentioned, that was my shout-out team. They're not even on my five line. My five line are oh. the Clippers. Number four, Denver Nuggets. I got the Clips at number three. Number three, listen, I, I, I talked about them. We talked about them. You know I want to see what they do in the postseason, but I cannot deny what they're doing regular season right now. Philadelphia 76ers. That's my second team. Well, number two, I got OKC. I got OKC at number two because they are winning at a rate that is kind of surprising me, David, for a young team. Yeah, I know they're because they're playing defense, and I feel like young teams don't often defend the way they defend. It masks some of their problems, but their offense is really good too, mostly thanks to Shea. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. fucking <laughs> All NBA yeah. first team MVP get, candidate. Listen, OKC can do a deal and win the league. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they may not. They may not. Right. They probably they could. Won't. They could. They 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 they've got some bad players that are playing for them, or the mm-hmm. average players at best. Yep. They could they could do a deal, and we've talked about some. I agree, and they could win the league. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see them do it. I mean, it, it, to your point, I doubt Sam does. He probably doesn't. And of course, we both have the Celtics at number one because they're still the beating everybody's brains out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I got I get t- I got NBA players telling me, man, Boston's at another level. Like they really respect Boston. Yeah. You know, we talk about all the time the, the collective pain you got to go through and all that. Like, and it seems like Tatum and Brown are like old, and they're not. It's just that Tatum came in the league at nineteen, right? It's not. He's not old. He's young right. still. We, we just barely remember that they made the conference finals when Tatum was a rookie. Correct. But they with, with Terry Rozier. Right. Back to the news. Yeah. They, but they've been through collective pain, David. That that core right. unit. I, I feel like. Had. If you if you if you look at only the postseason, all they've had is collective pain. They yes. never won a championship. Yeah, yeah. They have lots of it. They have tubes of it. <laughs> so Put it on their bodies. They they have. I think they got that. It's really just about are they healthy come the postseason. I, I'd love to see them, Denver. I mean that that'd be a matchup. Them and Denver. Woo. 
Wow, that'd be something. But yeah, we got no, I want to see stuff. Philly, Denver. Oh, I know Denver you said Boston. that. Oh yeah, no, no Boston. All right, sorry, Celtics. Sorry, Steve fans. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Listen, I was Henry always gets mad at me for not caring about the, what the media says and what fans think. I, it's not like I don't care. I just, I, it's hard for me to get a read for what really matters. But if if it's better for the NBA that the Sixers make it over Boston, that's fine. I doubt it would matter that it's a battle of the Titans. Boston yeah. is the best team. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I think I'd like to see them. The best team versus the defending champ. I, I, I think that's what I would like. If, again, if that holds out, I, if Boston right. falls off, they fall off, whatever. But if that holds out, I think I'd like to see that. But, you know, as, as you said about the advice you give Max, like, bad stuff's coming. So it's at some point, we got 41 games to go. Something yeah. not yeah. great's going to be happening around the corner. So we got to prepare for that. All right, guys, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the hoops. We will see you on Monday. Take care.